Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Again, today we have our special guest, Jim Bendewald, with Evidence for the Press. He has been an author of the book Evolution Shot Full of Holes, and his group has produced several documentaries in the creation science field, one of which was testing evolution that we talked about last time. And it hit at the myth that there's only a 1% difference between chimps and humans. Terry, you had a brief comment about that. Jim was just making the point that when the scientists find out they're wrong, they never apologize or backtrack or anything. I just was going to make mention what they do do is they move on to the next latest and greatest proof. And yes. Jim, you had something to add about that testing evolutionary documentary. Yeah, I just wanted to add that at the end of testing evolution, we have a section talking about education. And Dr. Anderson, he asks a rhetorical question. He makes this very interesting point. He says, when are Christians going to stop being so gullible? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, really? And I still see it. I see it all around me and in my friends today. And it is very concerning. When are Christians going to stop being so gullible? The answer to your question is our inordinate reverence for what science is. People don't understand what science is, that it's a process and not a set of absolutes. And and you see with politicians today saying, well, we're going to follow the science. Science changes. What we understand today is not what we will understand tomorrow based upon different data. And that gets very hazy. Well, after testing evolution and after Echoes of the Jurassic, y'all did a documentary called DNA Battles Were Adam and Eve Historical. How did you decide to do that topic? Well, that's a good question. My pastor pulled me aside one day and, and told me about this book, Adam and the Genome, by Dennis Veneman and Scott McKnight. He told me that this book is really hot right now among seminary students. And it's a big challenge to the historicity of Adam and Eve. So after reading much of the book, I contacted scientists from the three major creation ministries here in the United States. And all three ministries gave me permission to come to their location and interview their scientists. So that was pretty cool. Excellent. Now, of course, Venema and the people you're talking about that did this book, which was hot in seminary, sadly, are from Biologos, and they are people who are steeped in old old earth, I can't even don't know whether you call it creationism or not, but they are old earth people who believe that everything developed via evolution. That's tough stuff. That's tough stuff. How did you try to answer that? It's interesting that the, the points that Dennis Benema was making in, were the very same arguments that we discussed in our first documentary with Dr. Anderson, testing evolution. I mean, he was talking about the proximity between humans and chimps. He was talking about the junk DNA. He was talking about things related to mitochondrial Eve. 
And these are all topics that, that are discussed in testing evolution. And so this was like old stuff. This is like, this has already been debated. This has already been concluded. Mm-hmm. And here he's, he's using this same material. We're just like, can't believe it. So when I'm looking at this, I see in chapter two of Dennis and Enema's book, he's specifically, one of the arguments is he's talking about junk DNA. <laughs> but it's very interesting to note that he never uses the term junk DNA. It's like everybody in the scientific community knows that junk DNA has already been disproven, so he doesn't use the term, continues to use the argument as though it's real and valid, but it's not. One of the things that Dennis Venema did was talk about Adam and Eve were part of a collection of 10,000 hominids. This is the thought process that, again, this is the idea that old Earth and evolution over millions of years has produced us, and it would accept that there was death and random evolution for millions of years before those 10,000 hominids came up to being. And therefore, this is very contrary to a biblical worldview. Yes, yes. And again, (laughs) as you stated, it's very sad because BioLogos is fully behind this kind of concept. To me, the the main issue of, of his book and what we covered in DNA Battles is the challenge that Adam and Eve from 6,000 years not have the differences within their own DNA to account for all the differences that are in human DNA today. Now, when I interviewed Nathaniel Jensen from Answers in Genesis, he provides a very simple explanation. He says, saying all God had to do was to front load the differences in the DNA in Adam and Eve. And so if you think about that, the, the benefit is it would provide for all the diversity that's needed for Adam and Eve to have healthy, diverse children instead of clones of themselves. Mm. Now, creationists, creationists believe that God created kinds, created kinds of animals, and like created a great deal of diversity within each kind. I mean, we, we understand this, that, that instead of just creating cattle, he created within their DNA the diversity to have variety of, of, of sizes and different coats, different breeds of cattle or dogs. Look, you think about dogs, there's you know, long hair, short hair, long legs, big snouts, all this different diversity is built into the dog kind, but it's limited to dogs. And so in our understanding of God creating kind, God provided within the DNA, he front-loaded a tremendous amount of diversity. And it makes total sense that he would do the same thing with Adam and Eve. When God created Adam, there's all that diversity in his DNA. Same thing in Eve. And then they had children and they were healthy. And this completely destroys the basis of the book Adam and the Genome. And so it's so logical, it's so simple, and of course Dennis Venema mm-hmm. would have, clearly he would have known this, but certainly he didn't bring it up in his book. Because what he's presenting is a very partisan view. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking with Jim Bendewald with Evidence Press. 
Jim, after DNA Battles, you got into a documentary called Universe Battles, Big Bang or Big Design. What's that about? Yeah, we did something unique, at least it's unique for us, in that we hired a couple of actors to provide an interesting story that goes along with the documentary. The story is of two college guys who were taking a physics class together, and they discuss a video, actually, what they're discussing is universe battles. <laughs> and so anyway, they're, they're discussing the main elements of this documentary, and it helps to drive the story along in a dramatic fashion. In fact, uh, one of the characters, Dan, as he sees the video and ends the video, he, he has this major dilemma as the video continues to reveal evidence in favor of creation. And then the second character is Alex, and he's a, he's a skeptic, big-time skeptic, and he tells Dan that if he's really concerned about his scientific future as a geologist, because Dan's a geologist and Alex is a physicist, or studying to be a physicist, and so he said, if you're concerned about your scientific future, you better stop this creation nonsense and get on board. But Dan is powerfully influenced by the evidence in favor of creation from this video. And so it leaves him with, well, which... And so the story helps to illustrate the powerful motivation that young people today have you know, today in high school and universities, it's like this message of you better believe and teach evolution, especially if you're going to be a professional in a secular university or something, you better teach evolution or no job, no career. And it's very powerful. Understood. What other points were brought out in that documentary? The documentary is broken into seven sections of evidence for creation. And section five discusses Earth's decaying magnetic field. This is a problem that every geologist is aware of. They have no answer to the problem that Earth's magnetic field is decaying, and it's decaying very rapidly. Using the current rate of decay, you only go back about 20,000 years. So the only way establishment scientists can explain the existence of the magnetic field is to say that well, there was something that got it started, and then there was some sort of dynamo effect that's keeping it going. But this is completely goes against the second law of thermodynamics, which states that everything is running down. It's, it's decaying. So it's sort of like claiming that they have a perpetual motion machine in order to keep the magnetic field going. But we know Earth's magnetic field is weakening, so they really have no solution at all. It's really, it's really ridiculous, and I think it's a very powerful argument in our documentary. Sadly, what they continually say is that the Earth's magnetic field is cyclical, that it weakens, reverses, and then strengthens, and then goes through this cycle all over again. The only small problem is that has never been observed. And that's what science is really supposed to be, and yet we're giving in to total conjecture just because it fits a certain worldview. Jim, we're going to discuss this more during our next program, and we thank you.
Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.